Welcome to Meanderings with Trudy, the podcast where you join me for a walk in the forest and we talk about things that matter to us. I'm spending time exploring joy and how it shows up in the lives of everyday people. In this particular episode, I'm going to explore the intersection of joy and heart. And we'll do this with my friend Haviva Libson. So welcome to Meanderings with Trudy. This is sort of an extension of the podcast in a sense. Um, so in February, we talked about uh, heart with uh, our regular guest, Angie Arndt. And um, my good friend, Haviva Livson, has agreed to come on and, and just sort of chat with me about ideas that have come up through those conversations with Angie and whatever else comes up through the course of it. And we were just talking about, about how the February discussion around heart, but also um, some of the some of the challenges that that um, exist for communities around religion, not religion. How do we follow? Where are the boundaries? How do they help or don't they help? Uh, and so on and so on. So, um, I guess Haviva and I were gonna we're gonna sort of riff a little bit around heart and what does that mean for us, and uh, how does how does heart intersect with joy for you? You know. So welcome. Thank you very much. It's good to be back. So I'll tell you, when you asked me last what, last week, the week yeah. before, I don't sure. even remember. Yep. But when we first spoke about, you asked me to think about heart a little bit and with relation to joy. So I was trying to, I'll be honest, I'd love to say I spent hours thinking about it and really, you know, but the ADHD part of me, uh-huh. that, that was like, I, I looked at my calendar, I'm like, oh yeah, that's happening. On Sunday, I'm like, I need to be thinking about that. That's what I mean. So, <laughs> well, so yeah, yeah, it was it was very good. But so I, I was really thinking about when it comes to um, when it comes to joy, mm. and when it comes to heart. How a lot of it is, it all comes back to perspective. It all comes back to framing, because when we're going through anything, we can go through something wonderful and see and see everything as bad, or we can go through something horrible and find the goodness in it. Um, so on Sunday, I, I actually, I, uh, I was asked a little while ago to do a baking project with, um, with a fun, with a, a charity here in Montreal. It's, mm-hmm. they're called the friendship circle. Mm-hmm. Um, and they work with adults with special needs and with, um, with children with special needs as well. They do programming. It's a phenomenal organization. And they also um, recently, over the last, um, I'm not sure if it's year, couple of years, they opened a bakery. And the bakery is, um, it's a, it's certified kosher and it's parav, which means it's not dairy and it's not meat. It's not vegan, mm-hmm. but there's no dairy or meat in it. So it's all, um, let's say neutral foods. Mm-hmm. Um, and they prepare, uh, they prepare packages and people could pre-order packages each week. And so they got a special order for hamantashen, which are these oh. cookies that we eat. Um, they're filled cookies with different fillings that we eat for the holiday of Purim that's coming yeah. up. And so yeah. there's these triangular cookies. Yeah, that's the story and of Esther, right? Hamantashen? Exactly. Yeah. That's okay. the one. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So um, so they had so they had reached out to me because um, they wanted to know if I would be willing to come into their kitchen as the as the baker um, and then they have people who come in and help and they have uh, adults who come and volunteer and then they have 
uh, adults with special needs who are trained, who have done work in the kitchen as well already. And they come Mm -hmm. and they help out in the kitchen on a regular basis. And it helps teach them skills uh, on top of the other programming that they do. Sounds amazing. It's phenomenal. So they asked me to do this. And understand, I'm a baker. I love baking. Mm-hmm. You know I love baking. I know you do. <laughs> Hamatashin are the thing that I don't do. Well, they're a little finicky, right? It's kind of... They are very <sighs> finicky. I've made, so, I've made them once, and, and mm-hmm. I, I love, love, love them, but I will buy them. <laughs> right. So I am not a hamatashin. Like, I... Donuts, I'm in. Mm-hmm. Cookies, awesome. Breads, those are my... That's mm-hmm. like my lifeblood. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to hamatashin, I'm never going to crave a hamatashin. But I appreciate the fun that you can have with it. Mm-hmm. So last year was the first year that I really made hamantashen. Mm-hmm. And then they asked me to do it. I'm like, okay. They have all this amazing. It, it was like, excuse this. I don't know if it's appropriate for this podcast. It was like porn for me. Mm-hmm. I walk into kitchen their kitchen. <laughs> oh, my God. They have the this big, huge mixer yeah and that's the little one uh, and then they have one that i swear i could bathe my whole family in that mixer. It's <laughs> enormous wow. and then they have a sheeting machine which is essentially it's like you take your dough and you put it through the machine and it makes it into a flat dough. oh my god okay because like it's one thing to <laughs> cook in my own kitchen i i don't know how to approach an industrial kitchen how did you do so that was my first time oh, um wow. so sunday was a little bit of can bit I say much. shit show? Yeah. Can I say, yeah. 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 Okay. So it, cool. was, it was a whole day. I got there at nine in the morning mm-hmm. with my son, who's 15, to help me, and uh, my friend's daughter, who's mm-hmm. also 15, to help me. And they were tremendous. Um, and then there was um, a woman with special needs who came to help and she works in the kitchen. So she was just a lifesaver because things that I didn't know how to do, she showed she me, knew. she mm. showed me the ropes, which was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, it, it was a great, it was great. But by the end of the day, my dough wasn't doing what I needed it to do because mm. I then reached out to the person whose recipe I use, yeah. who is, who is a professional baker. Mm-hmm. And I'm sending her messages on Instagram and she's answering me. And I'm like, I need to know what to do here. She's like, okay, just add a little bit of water here. Mm-hmm. Um, you go back, back mm-hmm. and forth. Like we're going back and forth and she's helping me revise this recipe. Mm-hmm. But by the end of the day, making it in a big batch machine yeah. was its downfall. Yeah. And so I did probably about a third of the order of 400 hamantashen oh, on Sunday. And then I taught on Monday morning, two classes. And in the oh. afternoon I went back and I said, you know what, sometimes you gotta go back to basics. Mm-hmm. And I know, give me a bowl and a spoon and mm-hmm. I measure out, I'm not gonna weigh it like you do in a professional kitchen. I'm going to use the measuring cups. I'm gonna make it like I'm making it at home. Mm-hmm. And I made one batch at a time. Mm-hmm. And I love this machine that lays it out for me mm-hmm. because that was that saved me a lot of time. Oh, sure, and yeah. And I had volunteers that came and helped with filling and and I showed them how to fold them and all of that. Mm. And I did one batch at a time Mm -hmm. and I got it done. And so it was this whole thing on Sunday, getting back to what I was saying before, this whole idea of on Sunday, I left there and you know when you can't figure out a problem. Mm. So I left there without my solution in place and not like I can say, okay, I know what I'm going to do tomorrow. Mm -hmm. I, I know exactly how to fix this. I had spent... 11 hours there 
and I had not come near to do what I needed to do. And the order had to be finished by last night because it was mm. going being delivered today. And I was nervous. I, yeah, I, no I, I got home exhausted, passed out, woke up, got ready for school. And it was the first morning that I went to teach mm-hmm. where I didn't feel excited. I'm a morning person and I didn't yeah. feel like, oh, I can't wait to get into my class. I was yeah. like, oh. All I'm thinking about is this afternoon and what's going to go wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then by the time I got there, I said, it's not going to go wrong if I do it, if I slow it down and I Mm -hmm. do it my way, put in my earphones and just do it batch by batch, like I'm doing it on my own. And it was just a matter of reframing it. Mm -hmm. It may take me time. Yeah. But I know I can do it. I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm capable of doing this. Yeah. So what can I do to change the perspective and not just get excited about what's there but say i need to get something done i want this to come out nicely i want to feel good about it Hmm. let me just do the thing i know that works yeah and going back to basics and that whole feeling of joy of heart number one i felt like i was in a hug in this kitchen with these people coming in who take their time to come and volunteer for an organization that is doing amazing things Hmm. and then these adults who are coming in and are teaching me so much Mm. and i have i have kids with special needs so it's not as though i'm i'm unaware Mm. but every person with special needs has different challenges sure and just recognizing that that they have this ability them recognizing in themselves i mean that they have this ability and feeling so proud of it Mm. it gives that it, it just this was when 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 this person came in this is her place more than it's my place yeah and her recognizing and not not in a she was so happy to share this knowledge with me i'm like pressing a button on on the on the on the scale and i'm like not getting it to tear to zero Mm -hmm. and she's like oh no it's this button i'm like oh Oh. thank you like (laughs) the littlest i felt like i felt like an idiot but she knew exactly what to do yeah um which was also such a good thing for me too mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it was Humbling. such a good thing yeah learner's mind uh, all of those encourage, things encouraging with mm. a parent as has a parent of special needs <gasps> right encouraging right knowing that recognizing when you have someone who's good at something mm-hmm. especially when it comes to special needs when they are good at something when 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 anybody is good at something it brings out the joy it brings out their best self mm-hmm. and so actually makes me think of a student that I had yesterday that I'll tell you about in a second. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Also, same thing. Yeah. Um, all in all, it was just, it, it was a wonderful experience, but I came home last night mm-hmm. with the soles of my feet on fire. Oh, I'm sure. But I felt so happy because yeah. I was done. And when we're done, I'll send you pictures of the end results. And I mm-hmm. cleaned up the kitchen mm-hmm. and they're like, you don't have to clean up. I'm like, there mm. is a chef that this is her kitchen mm-hmm. and if i'm not I, leaving a mess <laughs> if someone left my kitchen not perfect yeah i'd probably be upset yeah i spe- i was up this morning at five o'clock making my list of ingredients that i used of her ingredients because she yeah. needed it by weight so she can reorder for her mm-hmm. next batch yeah so i'm like i can't go to school today to teach without knowing that everything is taken care of mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it's just, it's a matter of, of feeling that you're in a situation where 
on Sunday, I felt like everything's falling apart. I can never do this. Mm -hmm. Forget it. I'm I'm done. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and then we'll talk about the fact that there's another order for 800 in three weeks that I'm supposed (laughs) (laughs) I messaged them this morning. I'm like, I don't know how that's going to work out. They're like, oh, but we can freeze them. So let's start them and do them in advance. I'm like, good idea. Great idea. Mm -hmm. And you Mm -hmm. smile and I'm like, okay, I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. Pick it up and I'm in. Sure. Um, right. So heart and joy, that was, that was the last two days. It was a lot of hard work. Mm -hmm. Um, but recognizing that there is so much that you can reframe from things not working, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Look at this whole pandemic. Mm -hmm. You, we can, we can look at all the bad or we can look at some of the amazing things that have happened because of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what, what I'm seeing here is heart in terms of determination and in Mm -hmm. terms of commitment and you know like English is such a such a crazy language right when we talk because because heart even just exploring this topic there are so many meanings Mm -hmm. and what we're talking here is grit and we can also use the word heart And you should know this about myself. I don't see myself as this gritty person. I don't see, Mm -hmm. like, I know people who are scrappy. I'm Mm -hmm. not that person. Mm -hmm. I'm the person who will kind of sit back and, you know, you want to fight for it. You go fight for it. I'm just going to, I'm going to, I'll wait for the next one. Like, I'm just going to sit back here and relax. Mm -hmm. And when, when it's, when I'm passionate about it, I'll get into it. Mm -hmm. But here it was, when you talk commitment, it was just a question of, I made, I made a commitment to them. Mm -hmm. So there is no question that it's going to get finished. Sure. And it's no question. I'm a, I'm a procrastinator. It's going to get finished in the end, like at, <laughs> at, at, the, at the end of the, what's the, what's the expression? The ninth hour, 10th yeah, hour? The, yeah, yeah. By I the skin of your teeth. By the skin of my teeth. Yeah. So that's exactly what it was. And, but it was, I got pictures from them today of mm. and a, a message from the people that they, that were like the had ordered it. Mm-hmm super happy and so excited and they had people from their from their courses like from Mm -hmm. from their their group of students who did the packaging this morning and Mm -hmm. they did a beautiful job with packaging them Mm -hmm. so it was just all in all it was it it, it, i'm I'm not good at the at the grit when i have to initiate Mm -hmm. but once i've made that commitment Mm -hmm. that's where like it's it's not gonna no matter what i have to do Mm -hmm. to myself that's on me but the end, like that, at that, at that end hour, it's yeah. going to be done. Yeah. 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 Wow. So. Now you mentioned a student yesterday. Oh, yes. Uh. So I have a student and um, he's, he's a student who I, I've told him from the, from the beginning, because he, a, a student who, who started off the class where he would say things like, oh, I'm so stupid. I can never do this. I can't, I'm not good with computers. You know, I, I, I teach web design. So it's, I, I can't, I don't know how, and I'm so, I'm so bad with computers. Mm-hmm. And he just kept repeating stupid, stupid over and over again. Mm-hmm. And I said to him, I said that that's not like, I don't want to hear that. There's mm-hmm. no room for that here. And we're going to find a way for it to make sense to you. Like, that's it. I'll spend the time with you. I offered to him, I'll spend a half an hour a week book the time on my calendar, spend a half an hour a week extra mm-hmm. on top of classes, on top of mm-hmm. three hours of classes. Mm-hmm. This is a college to, level program, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. Just to help you get to, to feel like you got this because yeah. 
this is not it's an intro but it's web design so it's something that he hasn't dealt with before sure and when he actually took me up it took weeks until he took me up on it and then he finally booked some time Mm -hmm. and i was so happy that he did and we had our first exam yesterday Mm -hmm. And so he wrote the exam and he was the last one to hand it in. So the whole class was empty and it was just him. And he says, I want to show you something. And he opens up his Instagram and he shows me videos of him, him playing guitar. Mm-hmm. Okay. So my son who just helped me with all this audio interface mm-hmm. stuff going on, um, he plays guitar and he has a dream of saving up his money. When he starts to work, he's already planned it out. He's going to get himself a Les Paul. Okay, it's mm-hmm. a really good guitar, apparently. Mm-hmm. What do I know? <laughs> so um, it, it, it's something like a dream. It's an expensive guitar. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's something you usually would buy secondhand because it's a really expensive guitar. Right. Uh-huh. Um, but it's a goal of his. I said, there's nothing outside of your ability, but mm-hmm. don't ask me for that. That is not, I've, we've, we've helped you with other things related mm-hmm. to your music love. Mm-hmm. But the less Paul that's on you like mm-hmm. that, you're going to have to work towards that. Yeah. So here's this. I look at I look at the video. I'm like, what guitar is that? He's like, oh, it's Les Paul. And I'm like, oh, I thought so. But I wasn't sure. Maybe um, <laughs> what do I really know? And I'm like, my son would go crazy. But I'm watching his fingers move on this guitar. Yeah. And I'm looking at this kid who has no confidence on a computer. Mm-hmm. And I'm just in awe. And you know what? It comes back to that whole idea that you just got to find that thing because mm-hmm. everyone has the thing for yeah. them. And some people just don't know what it is yet and they get upset or it's it, it affects them emotionally because they haven't found it yet. Mm-hmm. But it's there. They mm-hmm. just don't know what it is yet. Yeah. But here's this kid who has very little self-confidence, but he can move his fingers on a guitar like you never saw anything. Like it, it's just, mm-hmm. it's impressive. Mm-hmm. So... And- does he yeah. own it? Like, does he own he that? He does. That, nice. He does. And you know what? And I showed, um, I showed my son the video mm-hmm. last night when I got home. Mm-hmm. And he looks at it. He goes, do you see how happy? He He's never met this kid. Yeah. He's like, do you see the joy in his face? Mm-hmm. And you could see it. You could see the happiness on this kid's face while he's playing guitar to his phone as he's recording himself. Amazing. By himself. Like he's in his room by himself and he's recording himself. And mm-hmm. he's just so happy while he's riffing on his guitar. Yeah. Lit from within. Isn't that Oh great? my gosh. It's amazing. Yep. Heart again. Yeah. yeah. You gotta find it. And it's so hard. And I think, you know, you're 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 in the coaching business. How many people, how many clients you must have must have that come to you to start off with without just because of a struggle, not mm-hmm. knowing where yeah. to land. I mean, I still, I'll always say, I still don't really know what I want to be when I grow up. Mm-hmm. I've done so many things and mm-hmm. I have fun doing them, but none of them really like, they don't meld together. They're just, I'm like, Ooh, I want to learn to do that. This is my life. This is what I've got to learn <laughs> to do because I want to learn to sew. Okay, great. I learned to sew. I made a tote bag. I made some pencil cases. I, my piece de resistance was when my last niece was born about Four years ago, I made a mini uh, quilt, which nice. is about the attention span that I have because ah. a big quilt takes a lot more attention span. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm glad that the babies come out small. So mm-hmm. that was good. So I made I made a quilt. That's crazy. Yeah. But yeah. it's this whole idea of there's something I want to learn how to do. Mm-hmm. 
okay, how can I learn how to do that? And mm-hmm. I don't have to do it my whole life, mm-hmm. but I want to say, oh, you know what? I did that. Mm-hmm. I could figure it out. I could figure it out. Mm-hmm. You have the internet. We could mm-hmm. do that. Yeah, yeah. There's got to be a YouTube somewhere. Exactly. Yeah. Or someone I know that could do it somewhat and maybe show me a couple of things like how to turn on the machine, mm-hmm. how to thread it, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, those mm-hmm. kind of things. These, these little small parts. Right. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. What so, do you have? What do you have like that that you that you that lights to me do? up? Yeah. Well, this. I mean, yes. yeah. I've been wanting to get back into sound since I left journalism. You know, God, now it's almost twenty years. Mm-hmm. Craziness. Yeah. Um, and it's not just sound. It's it's this. It's and I'm using this. I'm pointing pointing to her. I'm I'm toying, I'm talking about the conversation. Yeah. You know, having meeting people and talking yeah. about talking to them and feeling like you connected with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and whether it's many times over a period of time like we have, or mm-hmm. I'm sure even people that you've met only once and interviewed only once and feel like you walked away with something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My mom used to laugh when I was uh, when I was 18. I think, you know, that uh, my family was posted to Israel. So we lived in Tel Aviv yeah. and um I spent the first uh, 10 months, I guess, that we lived there, there, and then mm-hmm. uh, came back for the second half of grade 13. Um, oh, remember and, when they had grade 13? When they had grade 13. <laughs> and, uh, and then for university, I went to Queens and Kingston and so on. Um, and I would travel back and forth to, to Tel Aviv fairly regularly. Mm-hmm. And every time I got off the plane, there were always a handful of people that I would have, you know, sort of met along the way. Because, you know, it's, it's, it's a bit of a trek to get from Kingston yeah. to Toronto, Toronto to, you know, da, 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 to get to Tel Aviv. So you have all these times in the airport or on the plane. And I just had a way of connecting with people. And there were always mm-hmm. four or five people that be exchanging phone numbers with and mailing mm-hmm. addresses because, of course, this was the late 80s. So I was going to say, well, <laughs> if you sit in the back of the plane, that was the smoking section. Yes. And people would come there and oh you'd meet lots of people. My mom was a yes. smoker. So when we flew yeah. to Israel, we always sat in the back, which was mm-hmm. probably really good for the health mm-hmm. of the children. Oh, yeah. Just mm-hmm. not even going to go there. Mm-hmm. But because so many people would smoke, like they would come to the back of the plane and to mm-hmm. pray also. Mm-hmm. Of course. Prayers. Yep. But they, but they would, so we'd, we'd have people hanging out at yes. the back of the plane and yep. we'd meet so many interesting people. Yep. I mean, all smokers, but interesting people. Sure. Sure. Of course. <laughs> of course. But I mean, there's nothing like the, those kinds of relationships that you, that are transient in that way. Yes. Truly transient as you're, yes. you know, doing it. Um, anyway, I just, collect people and yeah. stories and, and all the rest of it. And as somebody who was a bit of a vagabond, I mean, with dad being in the military before and mm-hmm. then foreign affairs, um, I moved a lot and I, I would just, I would pick up people as I go and pick up stories as I go and, and, and all That's of that. It's good for and, you. Yeah. I mean, I, I love That's- that. I love talking to people and I have a way mm-hmm. of, of just, you know, plunking down in the grocery line and, and suddenly yeah. be in a conversation with somebody, you know, about something, whatever it was. Um, and it, I just feel really comfortable in mm-hmm. conversations and, and in particular in, in this milieu, um, conversations that matter, conversations that come from the heart and from our own experience mm-hmm. and, and that might help, mm, help people feel more themselves because they've seen the humanity in others, yeah. you know, um, I think we've forgotten about our, our shared humanity. 
in our mm-hmm. own humanity as we strive for perfection and and um, material things that make us feel better but don't actually augment our real lives in any way yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so um i i enjoy this so that's one thing uh i do quilt although i'm 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 a hack (laughs) i'm a hack for sure but that's okay you're already you're already a step above Uh, you i know you've made quilts so mine litter is probably not even a half of a quilt what Mm. i did so really you're you know, 20 mm-hmm. steps above. Yeah. Where I'm at. <laughs> well, we're all, we're all on journeys. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I, I love storytelling. I, I really do. When I, um, back in the day when I was working in communications, I, I volunteered for our local national capital YM, YWCA, uh, mm-hmm. when they were raising money and, uh, I helped them with their communications and and did online storytelling when the internet wasn't as full as it is now. Um, and so I love that combination of of photography that tells a story. And so it used to be that you'd have a little photograph and then you'd have a little blurb about what was going on. And so we would tell stories of events and people's lives and things that way. Um, so rather than it being a full, you know, um, short story or a blog post, which mm-hmm. we didn't really have then, <laughs> uh, it was a picture that would, you know, show. And so I... Uh, the photographs were mine and I enjoy that kind of thing too. So, you know, I, again, I think it's, it's, it's showing and connecting in a meaningful way with people, um, that, that really does light me up. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's other things that I do, you know, my forest walks are, are great and I love that. And I, I love to cook and, uh, like you, you know, I, I really enjoy making, um, interesting in different kinds of food and it's not it's not all about the complexity of it or something it's mm-hmm. it's about the the smell of what am I going to put in this that feels like that goes with this oh not with that you know mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm yeah. very much a, a a cook by sniff by nose um but yeah it's it's these parts these times when I'm able to connect to somebody that that really do you know bring that extra that extra spark to things I feel that. I feel like when, you, you know, it's that it, it, I know that I, this afternoon, I had a busy morning. I was up well before I should be awake this morning. Mm. And the last two hours before our call today, I was getting to that slump in the afternoon. Mm. And so about a half an hour before we got on, I came downstairs, I set myself up, um, I got my son involved. And I was still really tired and he started Mm. playing me music on his guitar Mm. and just so he could, he wanted to show me how I can hear using his, his little device here that's connecting the microphone, all of the things, you know, technical. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it was awesome. It was like such a nice segue into this, but I'm, since we got on, I'm smiling and I know that we're going to get off and I'm going to go and make supper and I'm actually going to go show him how to use my sewing machine because mm-hmm. he asked me to do that. Okay. And all of that is going to happen and I'm going to feel like I'm ready. I know it's going to it's going to carry me forward. Sure. So those interactions with people where I, I hear you that mm-hmm. it, it, it there's something greater than just the conversation. The conversation is great, but I know that it's going to even it's it's like a little gift that's mm-hmm. going to keep going mm-hmm. after we get off the phone. Yeah. Yeah. It feeds the soul, right? Like it does. It's, it really does. Yeah. 
Yeah, soul. That's not something that we talk about much in our in our world these days, do we? No, not it's so much. Maligned. I mean, unless it's related to like some cartoon movie that is, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, by Pixar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Why do you think that is? Why? Why? Why is? Why is soul and these things so distant for most of us these days? I mean, it's probably not for you, and it's not for me in some ways, um, and less so in others. Right. So, but I think in in a in a bigger picture, I the way I look at it is there's there are the people who are connected, who feel connected to God in whatever way they do, mm-hmm. that aren't so scared by the words belief, soul. Um, heaven anything like that those all those words they all end up becoming um untouchable a little bit when you're trying to distance yourself and in look every generation can say this oh people aren't as connected as they as they once were and every generation it's true and every generation there are those people who come back to faith in whatever way they feel comfortable but when it comes to soul, it's this, I think that more people still have a belief in it than want to talk about it. Hmm. Because I think that when we think about ourselves, for the most part, and maybe I'm wrong because it's just where my head is at, but even the people who don't believe so much or who don't practice so much, more importantly, because I don't believe that those two are intertwined. Mm. Um, I think that you have people who really do believe they just choose not to practice. And Mm -hmm. that doesn't change, you know, like you can have someone who's very religious in their heart and not practicing, but that doesn't change what's in their heart. So when it comes to the idea of a soul, really where's the where what is it it's a question of what happens to the soul or what where that where the soul comes into their conversation whether mm-hmm. they believe they have it or they feel it that's kind of an internal conversation it's something that they may talk they may talk about it it within themselves or think about it or feel it in them in themselves without actually voicing it without actually saying Um, you know, how often do you have a conversation with someone and say, Hey, how's your soul doing? You know, (laughs) like it's not a thing. So how people feel if the soul isn't going to come into conversation, unless it's really the topic that's the conversation is built around. Mm. And there aren't that many places where that's an open conversation. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So the question is, is how do people see it? Like, what are those internal conversations that they're having with regards to their soul? Which is where practice comes in and intentionality comes in and... Not even, I I don't, again, I I don't Mm -hmm. know, I don't know that I believe that anymore, that Mm. because the belief in soul is an automatic to the practice. Mm -hmm. Because I I see people who, who have a belief in God, and they really believe that there is that greater power. And it is such a strong belief. They want to do all things simply because of um, wanting to do what they deem the right things that has that have been asked of them, per se. Mm-hmm. Then you have the people who are doing them from a social environment. Maybe that's how they were raised. So that's kind of what they know to be true, but they might have their own doubts or questions, but they're still doing it. They might not have that same connection, that same feeling. There are very few people that really like have that light in them 
that just shot and I know a few of them and like every time you see people like that where you're just I've never met somebody who's so in love with learning so in love mm-hmm. with in our case in with Torah so in love with everything that can be done in the service of God mm-hmm. and I I say it I can't I never met but I I met a bunch of them and every time I'm just in awe because <laughs> how can you be so happy all the time and everything gearing you towards that but it's those people that create joy in the practice that create mm-hmm. joy in the faith um and help the rest of everybody else move forward mm-hmm. it's not the people that are doing it out of fear mm-hmm. it's not the people that are trying to impose fear and there are plenty of those yeah. Plenty of those who are who say hateful things or hurtful things or um, thoughtless, unconscionable or try to take um, take, you know, the Bible and, and turn it into something mm. that it is not meant to be from right. my belief. Sure. Um, but it's those are not the people that are going to create continuity. Mm-hmm. In belief it's the people that make you smile when they you think of how much they love their practice yeah you're not going to go to a yoga class with someone who's really angry and always complaining about everything related to <laughs> yoga and saying damn you got to do that because otherwise you're worth nothing you're not going to that teacher no. you're going to go to the teacher who's going to just encourage you the whole way through and say you know try this mm-hmm. and tell me if you love it and if you don't let's find something else that you love Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really like again. It go, goes back to that conversation um, with remind me her name, Angie. Angie, thank you. Mm-hmm. I was going to say Andy, but I'm like that's not right. Angie, thank you. <laughs> Angie. Please apologize to Angie. Angie. <laughs> so this wonderful conversation. So Angie, if you're listening, I just want you to know that I listened to that first podcast and I felt so tremendously connected because regardless of what what the religion is, what mm-hmm. the actual entrance point of the faith is. Mm-hmm. It's about believing. It's about believing in something greater than ourselves and believing in humanity, believing that people can be good to other people and people can inspire and light fires in each other. Yeah. And so that's that was your whole conversation with Angie. Yeah. And that was where I felt so connected to what you guys were talking about. And that's when you talk about continuity of faith, of spirituality, of practice, of anything, regardless of denomination, regardless mm-hmm. of what the actual faith is, it's going to come from joy. It's going to come. The people that are going to create continuity and positive change in the world are the ones that have a smile on their face, mm-hmm. that are excited and want to share it, not the ones who are you know, ha- hailing fire and brimstone mm-hmm. from a pulpit somewhere, it's going to be the ones who are, who are lighting a fire underneath us mm-hmm. in our hearts. Yeah. You know, I read uh, the Olympics have just ended and uh, I read an article about um, Norway and their approach to, um, to the Olympics, but to sport in general. And mm-hmm. uh, in 1988, they earned like, three something like that a very very small number of medals at the olympics and they kind of they sat back and went well what are we doing wrong you know we're a country of i guess now not quite four million people um and you know 
we can we can do more than this. We can achieve more. But how do we do it? And so the core of their sports program and their sports program isn't just for the supreme athletes. They're not just for the specialized ones. It's for everybody. And it's joy. It, it's we introduce children to sports and wide variety of sports because it creates good citizens through the experience of being joyful and being connected and families do sports together they don't have um they didn't have uh specialized programs you know the parents are volunteering they're doing the sports with the kids and it's it's all about what do you enjoy and and let's do that because if you do that then you know maybe you'll be good at it but you'll also you'll really learn a lot about yourself and and have fun in that process Mm-hmm. And as a result, we see now, what, however many years later, that they won the most medals at the Olympics for what that's worth. Great. Kudos. But they also have a whole bunch of people who are doing uh, things that they love. And I think that's, you know, what a lot of this sort of comes down to is how do I find that thing? As you said, what lights me up? What makes me joyful? What mm-hmm. makes me happy? And also then how do I build that into this greater society and culture that I have around me what's my what's my thread what's my part how do I weave into the whole so that we create something that is is um you know joyful for all of us yeah yeah agreed agreed so um maybe we all need to go to Norway for a little visit (laughs) I'd love to go I'm in (laughs) okay me and you baby me and you you betcha (laughs) whoever from the family wants to come they're welcome to but you know (laughs) we're on it we're on it so tell me how are you going to make 800 Hamatoshin are you you're just going to do a little bit at a time or are you going to uh teach a number of people how to do Hamatoshin by hand that sounds lovely um since this is for selling, they're selling it. I kind of feel like I do have to have my hand in it a little bit more. Mm. So I feel like I need to just plan it out and make smaller batches over a few weeks and we'll make the cookies and then freeze them. Mm -hmm. But yes, make sure that um, I have enough people on hand to do the cutting and filling. Yeah. and um and folding sure so that i'm not i'm not finishing losing your off. mind yes well i i think that now i know i i know that i won't lose my like that's where i find my groove yeah when it comes to baking when i you know i can kind of put on something noise canceling and just slowly go through the process mm-hmm. i don't care what the time is i don't care how long it takes me I'm going through my process. Mm-hmm. If I try to rush and speed things, I get anxious and I, it's all, it all kind of falls apart. Mm. And I think that that was exactly what happened with the dough. It just didn't work. Mm-hmm. So what did I learn from this? I learned that enjoy the process that mm. when I'm doing it slowly and enjoying the process and taking it one step at a time, all good Mm -hmm. like that makes that makes all the difference to me sounds to me like the lesson you also taught yourself when you were making the donuts for um for (laughs) for hanukkah (laughs) it's the same idea yes yes it is but that went too fast for me to slow down that got out of hand in a lovely very 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 oily way um that sounds bad. But no, it didn't really get oily. It was just a lot of 
yeah. buy donuts. But for yes. those who don't know the story, I made 1,100 donuts um, that I, I opened up a website, said, here, I'll make some donuts, pre-order them. And within five days, I had to close it because the orders were too many too yes. fast. Yes. So, this was for Hanukkah in December, right? It, yeah. yeah. It was, yeah, beginning of December. Beginning of December of this year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you so, made 1,100 donuts in how many days? Um, let's see. I started on Friday. I made my first batch. And then Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So four days. Yeah, because I, I, yeah, I stopped Thursday. It was still Hanukkah, and I'm like, I stopped the things. I'm like, I'm, by Wednesday night, that's the last order oh pickup. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm going to take a few days just to <laughs> unwind and get actual, like, teaching-related things done before yes. I step back into the kitchen. Into the hamantashen. To start making more hamantashen. Yeah. So that'll be coming in another week or so. I'll, I'll get started on that again. But yeah. slower and more relaxed. Right. With joy in my heart. With joy in your heart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Holy mackerel. Yeah. That's a lot. That's a I lot. I have to stop saying yes to things. Mm. I mean, I, I don't want to stop saying yes. That's my problem. I want to say yes. I want to say yes. And I mm-hmm. say, when I say yes, I am in the happiest place. I'm like, I'm so excited. I'm mm. going to do this thing. And then the people closest to me look at me and they're like, that is not going to work out well for the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like my, 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 my immediate family and very close friends maybe need to support, create a support group for themselves. Launch an intervention. <laughs> maybe, maybe an intervention, something. I don't know. It's all yeah. good. Yeah, well, it's joy. You know, that's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or maybe I'll take a project management course. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, a, a industrial baking course. Maybe, maybe. Oh, so something you, to do. <laughs> something to do. So you could take advantage of those tools. That's oh a good gosh. idea. Yeah. yeah. All good. Yeah. All good. Oh, well, I also work in a professional kitchen, so that was exciting. Well, sure. Like I wouldn't know, I wouldn't know where to begin in a professional yeah. kitchen. I wouldn't even know that you have to weigh stuff. I'd still be where? Where are my measuring cups? Um, I'm sorry, honey. You've made you've made sourdough. You've weighed things. <laughs> I have weighed things. It's true. See, it's yeah, yeah. True. That's where I know from weighing is from sourdough. So. It's only from sourdough. Yeah, I you gave know up the as sourdough. much as I do. Yeah, I, I do gave you. up. Do you still make sourdough? I do. Oh, you do, eh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It. Um, I was eating too much of it. Like there's my husband's gluten free. The kids are gone. Oh, um, mm. I was giving it away to the neighbors. Yeah, like, that's what I've been doing. Yeah, that's what I've been doing. So I much. make two loaves. I give away one. Yeah, or I'll freeze one. But like if that's what's out, that is all anyone eats all day. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, that's all I eat, and then I become right. like a big sourdough. Yes. <laughs> so. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I had to stop uh, as much as I loved it. And it was fun. I, I had to stop. Mm-hmm. And I also had, didn't figure out how to um, feed my sourdough starter with uh, smaller amounts, like do it in smaller amounts. Yeah. So I was getting mm-hmm. so much sourdough <laughs> starter. Well, it was you, going you crazy. You get rid of some of it. You, you sh- just use smaller quantities. Yeah, I know. It's just, <laughs> it's, it's, it, I, I've been... I've been getting this squirrely notion around things that are alive. Yes. And it's like, I can't get rid of you because because you're alive. And so I can, and I could do, so when I started with the sourdough, I got, I started getting nervous because I'm like, how am I throwing out so much ingredient? 
Yes. Every, every time. I felt I so guilty. recipes for, for things sure, to do with Sure, me too. Part. Muffins, cakes, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, and, and crackers. And, and then you're eating much, that. And how much can oh you God. eat of that? <laughs> yeah, this is it's it. Crazy. Yeah. yeah, no, no, no. So I was like, whew, okay, this is too much. This is really yeah. too much. So I, I, I just, I truly, I put it all, the rest, I put it all down the drain. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm killing you, but I can't. I just can't okay, anymore. Okay, so I'm keeping mine alive. And every few weeks I make a, a, a sourdough. because really? a, a Not every yeah. week. Not even every week. I've, I've gone and I don't even feed it every week. And it still comes back beautifully. Wow. So okay. Well, when maybe you're I ready, should try again. Yeah. When you're ready, don't even try again. Next, we'll arrange something so we actually get to see each other in person. Sure. We'll do a we'll sourdough share, swap. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll share a sourdough baby with you. And I'll, Yeah. And I'll bring you, I've been making this uh, oatmeal, molasses oatmeal bread. I love that. I'll give you the recipe. You can learn. That'd be awesome. You can learn to make that one. Yeah, yeah. I know it would be kosher, so it's, you know. (laughs) Well, you'll give me the recipe, and I'm sure the recipe is kosher, and I can work with that. It's got a little butter in it, but, you know, you can put in what you want. Yeah. Butter's fine. Butter's all good. It's so good. I make it. I've been making it for my father and I the last uh, couple of weeks, and Mm -hmm. it's one of my mother's recipes. It's good. It's good stuff. I've been wanting the feel. You know, mm-hmm. the feel of the dough in your hands. Yeah. So I mean, good. these are things that are just, they make life good. And I do these kinds of things that make you spark come mm-hmm. from your heart. They come from and create joy. And that's, that's how you know you're alive. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, there we go. Well, maybe I'll leave it there for this, for this episode. And we'll come back and chat with you again about another topic later that's on. That's good. That sounds lovely. It was so good to talk to you. Have an awesome week. It always is. Yeah, you too. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Okay. 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 Bye. Bye. What a great conversation. Haviva is so much fun. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Meandrings with Trudy. We'll drop another episode uh, next week where we'll talk with Angie about community. And uh, I hope you'll join us for that one. Feedback is always welcome. You can send me a note at meanderingswithtrudy at gmail.com. And please subscribe to this podcast wherever you get yours. Thanks for joining us. I'm Trudy Chapman.